Boom. There it is. We got you. There we go. What's up? Man, what's happening? <laughs> Nothing, man. Uh, just uh, here at the studio. So if y'all, if it's too loud, I'll tell them to turn it down. But I came up here to do this, and we're putting a uh, pedal steel on some songs. So if you hear just a whiny-ass country steel guitar, that's what it is. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that little, no. little acoustic in the background. No, man. Look, we appreciate you making it work. We know you had a lot of stuff going on today. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, we're good to go. All right, cool. Cool. But, yeah, man, I was just saying I appreciate you. I know you had a lot of stuff going on today, so I appreciate you squeezing us in. Yeah, man, of course. Anytime. No problem. So, yeah, so this podcast, the way we do it, like it's pretty like we don't really have any agenda. It's just kind of laid back. So, I mean, yeah. just having a conversation. Um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll start with a, a fun talking point. Uh, we spent yesterday with your boys, Gary and Charlie, attempt yeah. watching them try to shoot doves, attempting <laughs> to shoot doves. I mean, I, I about I missed my fair share on Saturday as well, so I can't blame them. Yeah, I, I went through about I went about through three three or four boxes on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm about I got to a say. bruise on my shoulder the size of a softball. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean that—that's just a sign of a good duff field, right? You know, if you, oh man, if you got bruises, bruises. So, um, let's uh, let's do this. If anyone that's that on this podcast hasn't like doesn't know who you are, like, give us a little background on on who John Langston is, how you what you do, and how you got started, and all that. So, I'm from Georgia, and uh, I'm John Langston from Georgia, and I play. Uh, country music i live in nashville we tour a lot we go out and have a good time i got a uh group of guys great group of guys that go out and travel with us and um you know i've been doing this for about since 2013 i was in college playing football and i got hurt got too many concussions so i couldn't play anymore so mm. that's when i turned i turned turned to music and you know, that, that helped me get through that tough time where I couldn't, you know, I played every year since I was, you know, six years old. So, um, you know, when they told me I couldn't play football anymore, I was pretty down. And, you know, I was pretty depressed. And, you know, because that's all I ever knew. That's all I worked for, you know. Yeah. You know, I wasn't planning on going to the NFL or anything. But, you know, I wanted to finish college ball, you know. But, yeah, you know, second year into it, you know, when you get your sixth, sixth concussion and, and you're uh, – and I was blind. My last one, I was blind for like 15 minutes. It was like the scariest moment of my life. It was, Good gosh. It was, it was crazy. And right then, I knew I was done after that. But uh, when we had to sit down with all the coaches and the doctors and stuff, and they were like, well, uh, we think you're done. I was like, yeah, I think so too. And uh, we all decided to – but it uh, we had a brand-new coach, new head coach, and he uh, – he, uh, he let me uh, stay there and honored the scholarship so I could finish up school, which was very, very nice of him. And, um, you know, but I started getting into music because I, I wanted to feel that that void of working towards something and, sure. and setting goals and stuff because, you know, being a competitive person and being a, you know, someone who just wants to work hard and find something else to do besides football. So, I uh, started putting my emotions into writing songs, fell in love with it, you know. I uh, started, you know, 
playing them for people. And I had a buddy down in Atlanta who uh, had a uh, studio in his little basement. It was like, I mean, the vocal booth was in his closet, but it was still pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. And I went down there at, you know, my mom, you know, it was like towards Christmas break. And she was like, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, really? I just need a couple hundred dollars to go record. <laughs> so that, if you want to give that toward, like, that's all I want for Christmas. You ain't got to give me nothing. Just, just a little uh, studio time. So that's what we did for my Christmas present. And I went in there and recorded a song called forever girl. Uh, forever yeah. girl. And uh, I didn't, I've never even, I didn't even know how to like, you know, I Googled how to, put a song on iTunes and I never, and I, I was just doing like, I didn't say like, you know, Oh, I want to be a country music singer. I want to do this. I want to, I want to go tour. I want to be a big superstar one day. That never crossed my mind. I was just doing it at the time just for fun. It was like, yeah, it was just for fun. And I, I never thought it could get to where it was today, but so I put the song on iTunes and put, you know, did a little, you know, music video put it on youtube and it started getting shared all over facebook and i never really played i mean i played like a, a riders round at a coffee shop or something in bowling springs north carolina where my school was <laughs> yeah for like for like 10 people but you know never really played a show but i had a buddy at kennesaw state and uh he said hey man we uh we're having chase rice play our uh farm party uh it was called the the delts of hazard it was just like this redneck <laughs> throwdown. Like it was like the stage was like on a flatbed trailer, and they were and they were like, "We want you to come open the show." And I'm like, "Okay, I've never yeah. played a full band show in my life, but we'll figure it out." Yeah. So, so I called the guys out in Atlanta. And I was like, "Hey, we need to put a band together." So I went over there to that basement to my buddy's house. His name's Josh Manuel, and uh, we <laughs> we stayed up all night, rehearsed a bunch of cover songs and got no sleep, went the next day, played the show. He's like, we can't pay you nothing, but we got plenty of free beer. I was like, perfect. That's, That's great. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, uh, we played the show and you know, we, it, it was, it was rough. Like it was like our first time ever playing together. <laughs> My first time ever singing with, you know, there's like 800 college kids there, you know, it was crazy. So, you know, it was, we were just having fun at that time. And, and at the end of the, you know, at the end, uh, I started, you know, playing Forever Girl, the song that was out for like, you know, a month or so at that time. And all these college kids just screaming every single word to Forever Girl and singing along. And I was, I, I was like, so I remember like it was yesterday just sitting there watching this. I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the, mo the best feeling in the world. I, I wrote a song by myself and all these people are singing those words that I wrote down on a piece of paper. And to me, that was like the biggest reward ever. So I got off stage and I called my mom and said, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to write songs. Yeah. I'm going to learn. I'm going to entertain people. I don't care how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. And so, you know, I moved to Nashville and without even, you know, I never even been to Nashville. I just looked up a, a cheap apartment outside of Nashville and packed up a U-Haul and got my dog and we just went up there and knew a couple and I knew like two or three guys in town at the time and they helped me move in and it was a 
it, that's how I got to Nashville. It's just been a crazy ride ever since then, man. It's been nuts. Sorry, I went on a little tangent there, dude. No, oh, man, that's cool hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I always like uh, like when we have guests on here, and, and if they're in, like I guess I, I call them like a passion-driven career, so to speak. I always like to hear how they got there. Cause no one's story is ever the same, you know. Yeah, it's not a not a yellow brick road you follow and you end up at this one spot. It's everybody's got a yeah. different story how they get there. Exactly. It's it's a it's been a crazy ups and downs and loops and running off the hitting the guardrails, you know. But we, <laughs> we're figuring it out. Like so I moved to town and uh, you know I started you know right meeting people, you know going out to the bars and just meeting other songwriters and kind of networking because i believe that's like a that's like the biggest thing here especially yeah. naturally like just networking with folks and and making relationships and and getting co-writes and just meeting people and um i remember we were i was like it was like july 2014 it was like a couple months after a move and um i got we were at tin roof and i get a direct you know dm from it says Red Akins. And I'm like, what? I was like, what in the world? Yeah. I was like, what? I, you know, I had a few beers. So I was like, do I, I don't, I don't know what to think of this. I do. I contacted <laughs> like, it said, it said, holla at me, Rick. It just gave me his number and like nothing else. So yeah. I'm sitting there about four or five beers deep, a couple shots in. And I'm thinking like, okay, I definitely just don't need to call him tonight. Call him tomorrow. So, <laughs> <laughs> call him the next day he's like hey man you know we uh i i was riding with a friend of mine and they were playing your songs on the truck and i you know i would love to meet you and talk music with you and i'm just like oh this is awesome like yeah so he invited me over at his house went over to his house that week and uh we had a couple beers and just hung out and just talked music for like it was about almost two hours or so i guess and and uh you know at the end you know i played him some songs i was working on he and at the end, before I left, you know, I was about to walk out of the door. And he's like, man, I think you got something. I, and I, I, I want to help you, but I'm not going to help you if you're just going to be one of those guys who come into town and then, you know, it, it gets hard and you just dip out and you just go back go back home. It's, it's going to be tough. But if you really want to do this and be 100% in, you know, I, I want to help you and I want to sign you to a publishing deal. I want you to write you know, right with you and do all this stuff and help you along this crate, you know, this journey. I'm just sitting there like thinking that, you know, it's like a dream having yeah. one of my, one of my odd songwriters. Dude, how valuable was that? Oh, dude, it was like, it was incredible. Like, I was just like, man, this is all I want to do. Like you, I mean, I'm all in, you'll get 110% for me. And he said, all right, well, we're going to have a meeting next week with Sony ATV and talk publishing deal. And I was just like, what in the world? And then got a lawyer and then, there, you know, had a couple of meetings. And then October 2014, I was assigned a piece of paper to be writing full time as a songwriter. So that was just, I mean, and then I ended up living with Rhett for like a year and learning, you know, all the hits he's had and just like just being a fly on the wall when he's just there, just writing and just yeah. figuring out how to, he was teaching me how to write a song, how, you know, you know, back then I was writing songs that were four and a half, five minutes long. And he's like, all right, we need to cut this in half. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you got four verses in this, you know, in this song. And 
So <laughs> figuring out the structure and and all these different things I was learning, it was really cool to learn from him. So I bet it was. was. I mean, it's yeah. not like the guy doesn't have all the experience in the world, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So you uh this is a little bit of a side point, but that made me think you you gotta know uh Dan and Reed, the brothers hunt boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love Dan and Reed, man. Yeah. yeah They've I, been on this podcast uh, before. Dan was actually one of the first guys I because we both signed uh he signed to Sony before I did, but I got there and he was like one of the first guys I wrote with. When I got to town and we wrote this song called cigarettes and me. And, you know, I, I've written so many songs with Dan and, and Reed as well, but we wrote a uh, Sunday morning heart with Dan and Reed. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, those boys, I love them to death. They're, I mean, you know, they're, I love right. Cause you know, they're, you know, you get in a room with both of them and you know, they're brothers. So you got, you know, Dan being the, you know, the, trying to bully his little brother it's just it's just funny to be in the room with him trying to write a song it's it's funny yeah he was on this podcast and we started talking about deer back straps and backstrap poppers and then he said oh he said i've got the craziest deer backstrap story that i that you've ever heard i was like all right i'll play i've heard some pretty crazy ones and some he told some story about some guy was coming to eat with them on their houseboat and he didn't have a backstrap and his dad saw a deer get hit on the road, and he drove over there and skinned <laughs> the back straps out with the Swiss Army knife. That sounds about right. And I was like, yeah, that's the craziest one I've ever heard. You got me there. I, I can't. That's definitely the craziest one I've heard. That roadkill back strap. <laughs> roadkill when poppers. I, I tried to do that one. I saw a deer get hit before, and I went to go, like, just check it out because it was a little buck. I just want to go, you know, check it out, see. And then I'm thinking it's dead. It ain't moving. I'm pulled up and, you know, I'm, and I don't know if I was just like not paying attention or something, but I looked away and I went to grab his leg and it popped up and freaking smacked me right in the face <laughs> with it and just runs off. I was like, oh my God. So ever since then, I'm like, I ain't doing, I ain't messing with these roadkill deer, man. <laughs> no, I get knocked, knocked out, man. Yeah. So, uh, did you grow up in, in like a hunting family? Is that something you grew up doing? Yeah. I mean, we always were outside. I mean, my, my granddad was a hunter. My dad, my, my dad was a big fisherman. Like I, we'd fish all the time. We, yeah. we grew up going to Lake Burton. Uh, my granddad had a little house out there in, in Raven County. We go up fish all the time. And, and I didn't really start getting into hunting until I was like, you know, uh, What's funny is, so that lake house, we we a family lake house, like it was the only place with like this little cable box and it would have the outdoor channel on and we didn't have cable back home. Yeah. So I, would, so I would be watching all these hunting shows and I would love it and I would want to go. And, uh, but when I, I think it was in eighth grade is, uh, a good buddy of mine back home. He was, his family was a big hunters and they took, they took me, uh, deer hunting, uh, for the first time and and it was awesome and i fell in love with it and you know it's just uh i i was hooked on it ever since so i mean i've yeah you know it's came a long way from i i feel like you know from high school and, and i didn't start getting into it seriously till uh into college and uh and afterwards really diving into it but i've always i've always enjoyed it yeah you and Gary went uh, velvet hunting last weekend, huh? Oh my gosh, I know that. 
I'm glad you asked about that. Man, we saw probably a total of like six deer. This that hurricane screwed them all up, man. I had this I had this uh beautiful, just this tall eight pointer coming in every single evening, every single morning. And then that hurricane came in and he was just gone. He was like a beautiful velvet deer. I was like, he might, you know, if I can stick this velvet, you know, with a with a bow, that'll be I mean, I'll be happy and and if they all just disappear. I feel like it happened everywhere. Yeah. I don't know if the pressure went down or, you know, it was like 30 all week and it dropped down to 29, 20, high 28. So that's crazy. It makes a difference. I don't know exactly what it does, but it sure does something yeah. to them. I Big have weather no idea. like that. Even like the, 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 the little doe family that hangs around there, they were gone. They, I didn't see them. Yeah. Like, they were out there every like middle of the day, all day, just hanging out. I'd be going out there, you know, spraying, doing whatever, and they'd just hang out and watch me, and they weren't even out there. Just gone. <laughs> just That's gone. Funny. I mean, I saw this little spike running through acting like a little little, little crap, you know, but I don't know. I So we hunted my place, those three sits, and then we went. So I was like, man, I don't know. We get to figure something out. So my buddy Tyler Farr was like, man, y'all need to come down here. If you ain't seen nothing, we got to do down here. And we didn't see nothing. Down there. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see nothing anywhere. So I was like, Gary, I'm sorry. I felt so bad because he like set up all the cameras and stuff. And oh yeah, I was like, man, I'm sorry. He's like, man, I'm just, you know, it's it is what it is. I was like, yeah, but like, you know, he got like all this like camera stuff like for that velvet hunt. I was like, dang, dude. Oh, he was fired up about some film. I know we all were. I was like, man. You know, you know how it is. You go, I'm like, man, I got a good feeling today. <laughs> this is the one. This is the one. It's going to happen today. <laughs> and, like, that last hit, man, we were still in the blind till like, I mean, it was pitch black. I was like, man, I still could shoot one if it was 10 yards in front of me. <laughs> I can see, you know, I I can see like, my pins. You know, I still can see my pin just a little. Gary, if you turn the cell phone light on and shine it on my sight, I could shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. Well, you did to, to bring it. It looked like uh, it looked like you had a fairly successful dove hunt. It looked like okay. Yeah, it was uh, we every every uh, Labor Day weekend. I try to go down. My buddy, uh, his name's Eli Roland. He's got a big farm down there in Middle Georgia, South Georgia, it's down in uh, Johnson County, and yeah, and dude, and dude, they every year they just you know plant about um, I say I think it was about fifteen acres of of uh, sunflowers. And oh, dude, it's it's crazy. And we'll sit it. We just set up all around. They got huge. They just fly right over the cotton. They got power lines running through, and about a acre and a half pond, two acre pond right there in the middle of it. In between, oh, it's perfect. Oh, dude, they just. I mean, it's crazy. We stopped shooting at five and just watched probably a thousand birds come in there. Wow. (laughs) See, that's it was. I I mean, it was nuts. I bet. I, I was going to ask you that if that if that dove hunt was like a go home thing because like a go back to your home home state thing because we've talked about this before. There's something about dove season in the southeast. It's like such a it's like a, a it's an event. Thing. Yes, and it's it's there's, you get to do things 
when you're dove hunting that you don't get to do with any other kind of hunting. It's like you get to hang out with your buddies and lots of times people do that, like cook lunch and hang out after, then you go and yeah. shoot that afternoon. And a lot yeah. of times you have folks doing what you did. Like they drive home and see folks they ain't seen in a while. Well, it was cool this year. So like I only had like the day to go. So my bass player, he just, uh, <laughs> he just bought a little four seater plane. And during, during all this COVID stuff, he got his pilot's license. What? <laughs> yeah. So, so me and him, so I was like, Stephen, how long have you had your license for? He's like, about three months since June. I was like, sweet. <laughs> Let's so, go. So <laughs> I hopped in the plane. So naturally, I just hopped in the plane with him and we flew down there. Yeah. And so, like, it was awesome. Like that. That in itself is it's just a cool, cool experience because you're not like in a. It's not like your Southwest plane, you know. 22,000 feet in the air you know you're 5,500 feet you know above the trees you're flying through the Blue Ridge Georgia mountains through these peaks and he's like see that peak over there we'd be crashing into trees if we were over there but like it was cool well, stay was cool. over here <laughs> this is, yeah, this is exactly. great news I'm glad we're over here <laughs> yeah exactly so we get there and it's like, like you said it's such a cultural thing like you know they had lunch and you know all their families there you know you got you, you know got you know people who even Steven like he he does he's never dove hunted and he's never been to one before so I was like man just come along and you know sit and watch and and uh, he started filming some and he was like dude it sounds like the Fourth of July out here like this is like such a, and it, it was just like a, he was like man that's cool you know like we get there we had lunch like he said and you know people who like don't even like really hunt like are involved and like go yeah. out and hang out and it's just like you know it's just a fellowship you know I think that's the main thing about opening weekend i guess it's awesome yeah well that's what so uh we there's some boys they they have a th they have a i don't know what exact they have a, a business i guess they'd call spring legion and uh gary and gary is hunted with them and hung and so they invited gary down for their dove hunt and jordan and myself and gary told me he said i've never dove hunted before i was like do what i said man you've been missing out and I was I was trying to explain to him like like what we were just talking about about the whole just hanging out and everything and so we were sitting there that morning and it just cracked daylight you know just getting shooting light and at the other end of that field there was a pile of people there's way more people than that in on our end and you couldn't even really see like a dove would have to be fairly close because it was just getting daylight but a dove must have been that in the field and Gary Gary was like looked down at me goes is that normal? I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty standard. <laughs> there'd be like a, you, when it got more up in daylight and you could see, there'd be a dove fly through. And I think that poor thing got hit like 16 times on the way down. It's just blah, 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 Some of them, man, we, we were cleaning birds and like there, I picked up a couple that it was just like, <laughs> uh, this just goes into the junk pile. Yeah, like this, can't, there ain't can't. nothing left. Yeah, yeah, we, there was a <laughs> few of those. Demolished. Yeah, but it was fun, man, especially because like, Gary was there that morning and then Charlie drove in that afternoon. They both were there yesterday afternoon to hunt, so we, we had a big time. But it, it was fun, especially when you get to see someone do it for the for the first time, you know. Oh, yeah. Where, where were y'all at? Uh, Utica, Mississippi. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. How far, how far away is that from, like, Jackson? About an hour. Yeah. About an hour. That's where we or it's South. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Man, I'll tell you what, that, that, man, I've driven that drive so many times. The Natchez, all, 
all the way down. It's the most beautiful drive all the way down to Tupelo. Yeah, down the Trace. Yeah, down the Trace. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. the Trace is a pretty area. Yeah, we were coming up your way uh, this spring going turkey hunting, and we decided to take the Trace up it's all the way Dude, to, I guess, Jackson. I do it every time I can. They if were I seeing turkeys or something. Yeah. 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 Which you had, that made me think, you had a pretty eventful turkey season, didn't you? Oh, my gosh. Like, I, we just, I think we shot more turkeys at my, at my, like, house than I did at the farm, you know? Like, it was oh, like, wow. I would, I would come, you know, we go, we drive, you know, hour 15 to get, get to the farm and then, you know, hear them just everywhere. And then right when they pitch down, they shut up. Like, I mean, there's only two good mornings, I think, I think with, uh, and then I come home and then drive out to the field and there'd be strutting like five strutters <laughs> out there. And, and on my birth, it was my birthday. I was like, it's my birthday. I'm killing a freaking bird. And so <laughs> I, got, I was like, I don't even care. It, it was so hot. You know, it was like the first like 85 degree weather day. And I just got on my belly and I didn't have a fan with me. So I like, luckily, uh, you know, we had some tall grasses out there and, it kind of rolls over so you can kind of you can kind of low and slow kind of waddle like a duck over there so i was just doing that kept peeking over the hill you know and and finally i got to about you know he was about 40 yards and and uh he was with it and it was awesome close enough yeah close enough we <laughs> made it birthday, yeah. oh, i was sweating so dude i was drenched <laughs> i come back my girlfriend's like are you okay i'm like yeah <laughs> but it was it was worth it. <laughs> it's all good now. It's all God, good now. Need some water. <laughs> is that at that uh, that the farm? Is that the uh, Azora Farm place? You're yeah. Tag on Instagram yeah. watch. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. Azora. So, I you know uh, we uh it was just it kind of started out you know like I I got the place in uh, in 2018 and you know I I just named it after you know the road I grew up on down in Georgia. So that's how I got its name. Okay. And then, um, well, then I got to thinking, I was just, you know, like, I want this place, you know, I want to, like, share this place, you know, like, have people come out here and then, um, you know, do fun events and stuff, like, do youth hunts and, like, do veteran hunts, you know, like, wounded oh, warriors cool. and team up with them. So uh, then I was – and then it was kind of all kind of came together when I was, like, I was doing a video shoot and I had a hat on and I think it was, like, duck camp or something and we had to and the label had to go get contact them to get permission for me to wear it in a music video and i was like you know what like i'm just gonna make my farm hats and i'll wear that so that way it's mine like we don't have to get permission i'll just yeah. do different, different logos different styles different hats that way i don't have to worry about that and i can sell the hats and then a portion and so i made it to where a portion of those proceeds go to like dream hunt foundation Oh, and cool, like, man. you know, go all these organizations, you know, that, you know, take these kids hunting who are like terminally ill, you know, or disabled, you know, like those kids in wheelchairs, like, so we'll take that money and like, you know, make blinds or go get those blinds you can wheel wheelchairs in. Yeah. And we'll have them out at the farm. And that way, you know, when we do like a youth hunt and we got some kids from like, I don't know, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know whether, you know, which organization or like St. Jude or something like that. Like, hey, we got these kids who want to get outside, you know, and uh, and and hunt for the first time or something. So we'll take them and, and do that kind of stuff. But like uh, just uh, just percentage of the proceeds from like selling these hats, they'll 
pay for that and pay for their families, you know, meals and lodging and stuff like that. That's cool. Man, yeah, I had no idea you, you did stuff like that. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, man. It'll be we just we're just I've learned a lot because I was at first I was like, you know, start my own foundation, do all that. And I learned real quick, like get my, you know, lawyer to like do all the paperwork and stuff. And apparently you gotta have like a certain amount of people for a, a, a board and you gotta have a monthly meeting and like you gotta have like all this stuff with the IRS and like it was a lot of a lot of different stuff that so that's the long-term goal with this to have our own sure. foundation but for now as we get our feet wet in and get started we're just gonna uh, be teaming up with these other foundations and yeah. offer our facilities and our stuff for for them say that you know they got a group of you know um, wounded warrior project is looking for a farm in tennessee to take their their guys you know from um you know fort benning george or something to come up to tennessee and hunt or something so yeah, you know, they yeah. come over and do that, but um, but yeah, that's what that's kind of the goal and the mission of it is just to kind of is to offer a place to you know people like that who won't get a chance to. Sorry, that's really cool, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. that's we're awesome. excited. Good to it's hear. It's been a learning. Sorry. In, in, anything that's that's worth it's going to be a little bit of a learning experience, right? So I mean, it sounds okay. that that really is cool though. That's cool that you're doing that. Um, what is the which I, I, you've probably been asked this question a ton of times, but I'm, I'm curious, like what has, what is the COVID, the whole like deal with not being able to play shows or anything? How's that been for you? I mean, we were talking about that the other day. I mean, honestly, it's pretty bad. Like, you know, cause you know, it's not just me. It's like the whole industry of touring. It's like, it's just gone, like done right now. And it's, and a bunch of people count on, you know, you know, like my guys, I had to, you know, let go of my guys for now. I can't, oh. couldn't pay them anymore. So, <laughs> you know, I had to let them go until we get back on the road and, you know, they had to find other jobs. I'm trying to find different ways to, you know, find another source of income. Cause you know, <clears throat> a lot of guys uh, in my, in, in my position are like where we're at, the up and coming stage you know, we count on touring as a big majority of income and, and to make this the business. It, it's a bit, you know, it's the cash flow of it. And when, when you say no touring, it's like, well, that's okay. Well, that's, that's not a lot. good. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, man. I mean, <clears throat> my last show was March 12th and uh, we're finally getting back on the road for one show uh, in it's called Rum River Jam down in Georgia. Uh, it's, it's, uh, they got you know it's usually like twenty thousand people there, and this year it's only forty nine hundred. So when tickets went on sale, you know it's, it crashed the site. You know it went, you know it went, you know it sold out in one in a couple hours in one day. You know it's like you know, but I don't know. How, I I really don't care how they're going to do it. I'm just glad we're making the baby steps to get back to yeah. getting back to shows. Just getting back to it's like I'm a. I think we're all over it. We're all tired of this. It's just, it is what it is at this point. We just need to get back to, back to living normal lives and, and take, taking precautions when it's necessary. But at the same time, we can't stop it. You know? Yeah. I mean, man, I think like, obviously I'm no expert, but I, it's a pretty safe statement to say that everybody is ready to just get back to some form of normal life Yeah. and not being able to go to a live show that's not normal life. Like to say you can't go attend a concert, like, no, man, like that, that ain't cool. Can't you know? go to a yeah. movie. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's so it's so wild. It was wild to me is how long it's lasted. Like when all this started, I was like a couple months and we'll be back to normal. Was September the eighth? We're still dealing with this. Six months. Yeah, that's what I told. I was like. Y'all, we need to figure out a plan because I'm tired of going through this week by week thing. Like, we need to set a like set a time. We're like, okay, we're going back this this date, and we're sticking with it. Like, I'm tired of backing things up more and more and more. It just puts it. It just puts. <clears throat> that's just more stress on everybody because it's like you make plans, you make financial plans, you make you know moves to uh, uh, to get there, and when you keep bouncing it back, it just like. I mean, it, it's it's catastrophic, honestly. It's just, it's it's absolutely the right now. It's it's getting to the point where it's like, okay, we need some like we need to start taking a stand and and doing something, even if it's like, you know, smaller clubs like right now, fifteen hundred cap rooms, where it's like, okay, you want to come to a show? Okay, sign a waiver to get in the venue, and that I mean, if that's all, if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. Yeah, because like I mean, because they're talking like I mean, some like these big like these amphitheaters and these arena shows aren't yeah. happening at all, you know. Yeah, so. I just I, I often wonder how long it would be before because I mean th- I mean, and it's crazy to think about it because before the year twenty twenty, a venue like that, but I, I would think it was crazy if you said all oh, this was going to happen. But now, if you said there was going to be a concert. And they fill up one of these big arenas like you're talking about. I'm like, there's no way. There's no. There's no way. It's just. Right. It's all changed so fast. Mm-hmm. Well, on the on the, on the, the only good part. Go ahead. No man, you go ahead. You good? I was just saying the only good part. Of, sorry, y'all hear that guitar? Yeah, yeah, it's Charlie, all good. It is. He is rocking now. <laughs> He's sorry, fine, man. I, I was just saying the only good thing about this whole deal has just been, you know, me being able to be creative and writing songs and stuff and working on this album and, and be able to hunt more, you know, like we, you know, during Turkey season, I think I was gone. I was out there every single day, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not able to do that when we're on the road working all the time. So that whole month of April, I was outside every single day calling turkeys, doing whatever, just having fun. And, and like, I was like, this is awesome. But you know, you know, at those first couple months, I was like, man, this is badass. Get some time off the road, get to hunt. And then now it's like, okay, I know this whole deal's been great, but <laughs> Let's I got to yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's what, yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask you anyway. I was going to talk about if there had been any positives to it. But, I mean, obviously, if you get to spend more time out turkey hunting, that counts as a positive. But, yeah, I can, I can see. Shoot, I was talking to – charlie about it yesterday about the same thing when we were riding to go duff hunting and it's just like i I can only imagine from from people in y'all's position that y'all just probably just probably getting a little bit stir crazy just wanting to go stir crazy man stir crazy you know we did like a live uh live band thing for like a fan club uh so they got to like watch a live performance the full band so that was cool to do but it still wasn't the same. I had to act like we were, we actually did it at a venue at a club and, and, you know, it was just weird doing a whole, our whole set with no one in there. Just, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like, you can only do that so many times. They're like, yeah, you, you can find other ways and do live streams. I'm like, but like, yeah, we can do that a couple of times, but I'm not doing this for months. <laughs> I'm not doing it. 
I'm yeah. sure you get a lot of your, you know, you feed your front, getting fed from the crowd helps you perform better too. Oh would. yeah. It's like, I mean, we feed off each other. That's how you get your energy, get you fired up. And you just bring, Cause I love just getting wild and just bringing energy to the stage and just, it's having a party and having fun. It's yeah. kind of hard to when you got an empty room. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't. I mean, people are watching you. You just can't see their like their reaction or anything like that. So kind of like putting on a show in your bathroom, looking at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, I can, I mean, I'm driving myself crazy doing that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Dude, I heard it gets that. kind of weird after a while. <laughs> <laughs> probably, it's probably a little bit awkward. Like you're like, ah. yeah, look, yeah. We did, we did one time. It was just like me and my guitar player were just sitting there, and it was literally we we're in a little room like this size, and we had a film crew, and we were doing this just live, and we play a song, and the whole film crew was just, you know, they're working, they're not, and then one guy was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to like make us feel like we did something right, because we're like, all right, next song. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's funny. Golly. So, uh, we'll 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 we've already kept you probably longer than we needed to. So, but there's here's our we'll end on this on this question. So the the velvet hunt didn't go as planned. No, sir. Do, do we have? Uh, What's, what's your, I know you've got to have some sort of plans for the upcoming deer season since the velvet hunt yeah. didn't go. Yeah, I'm going down some uh, every year. Uh, we try to we try to go every year in December, but this year I got to go in September. So, uh, beginning of uh, uh, my buddy's got a badass farm in North Florida. It's like right near the uh, uh, South Georgia Florida line down there, and. And uh, I go there every year. We get quail hunt. We go fish. You know, we go, you know, go shoot redheads off the coast and, you know, just have, make it a whole week. And yeah. this year, you know, we're going to, it's a little earlier than expected, but hey, we're going to, he, uh, I mean, I love, I've been doing a bunch of uh, management bucks for him the past couple of years. So hopefully this <laughs> year, he gives me the nod to go ahead and smack. Cause I, last year, I, I, I mean, there's just like, they call him Lincoln, and he he was about forty yards to my left, and I looked, and my eyes just got set. I was like, "Oh my god!" He's like th he's like three years old, and he was like every bit of one fifty five, and and I said, "Can I?" And he goes, "Oh no no no!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so hopefully I get they'll they'll you know they'll give me the green light on a good one this year. We're gonna try to get one go down and bow hunt there for a week and uh then i'm going to nebraska uh not nebraska i don't know why i just said uh ohio going to ohio and hopefully beginning of november and then we go to illinois southern illinois the end of november or early december so. and you gotta you gotta you're gonna have a good deer season yeah, you like. stay busy i hope so man it's you know like and those those little trips, it's only like maximum four days, you know. And sure, it, yeah. So it's like you got to get it. You try to get it done as quick as possible. So, you know, I've I've struck I've struck out past three years in a row in Southern Illinois, but it, it keeps me going back because I'm so close every single time. Like, you know, I've I've had this the same deer, you know, just 80, 70 yards from me both years in a row. Yeah. Uh, you know, right before the rut kicks in. And so hopefully this year we'll catch up to them, but who knows? 
I hope so. Yeah, man. For, for, your, for your sake, I hope so. You're going to be traveling more than we do. So that'll all be fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We do the elk thing and the turkey thing deer season. We're pretty much in one place. You said you get what's that's one thing. I, that's one thing I haven't done yet is elk hunt. You I've need to. Really I, oh, I know. I, I watch videos probably every single day. <laughs> I, I follow uh, Cameron Haynes and I just like watch all his stuff. That dude is yeah. a madman. He, madman is an accurate term. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's awesome. Like I'm like God. I don't want to run as much as you, but I want to kill the elk. She's. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone wants to run as much as that dude does. But he kills some elk, though. No doubt about that. I yeah. appreciate y'all having me on. Though this is this has been fun, dude. Look for real. I I know you got you're busy and you squeezed us in, and so I, I really appreciate it. It's been a it's been a fun conversation. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. I'm about to add Mississippi to the list this fall, hopefully. Let's do it. I'm down. Just let me know when, and I'll be there. All right, man. I heard that, yeah. man. Well, we'll sign off. Uh, enjoyed it, man. And for all y'all listening, thank you for listening to Speak the Language Podcast. John, thank you, bud. Thank y'all, bud. See you. See ya. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, yeah. man.